Hi there. My name is Ishira Premium and welcome to my online course on strategic case study. Now this is a new subject that has been introduced in the new ICA syllabus with the examination beginning from November 2019. Now this subject is a very unique subject because it is a requirement in the syllabus that before any student write the subject, the student must have attempted or have a knowledge uh, uh, in the other three subjects in the level three that is corporate reporting, advanced audit and assurance, and then advanced taxation. What it means is that this is a 3.4 paper, which means it is the final paper that you are going to be writing to become a chartered accountant in the ICA professional qualification examination. Now, in this course, we're going to be going through everything that is laid out in the syllabus. We're going to be discussing everything that you need to understand, and we're going to also look at how the exams will be structured. I'm going to go through with you from the very first day to the last day that you'll be writing this paper and my objective is to be with you on the journey with my team here at the premium education hub to help you to be able to write this exam and pass the examination now in this very first video i want to discuss with you uh, four things that you need to understand about the entire syllabus because right from the beginning you have to set the pace right and get to know what we are supposed to do how the exam is going to be how the course is going to be and how to position ourselves in order to increase our chances of passing the examination well so in this video i'll be discussing with you four key things uh, we'll be looking at the uh, course outline We'll be considering the examination structure we will look at the assessment approach now this uh, examination or this subject is one of the subject with a unique examination approach than the other subject in the uh, entire in the entire syllabus and then lastly i'll discuss with you how to pass the exam because ultimately it is about passing the exams and getting out to be able to uh, achieve your goal and achieve your dream so how is what is the outline of the course now I, I guess that from the syllabus you've already seen the outline of the course but I have divided the course into four thematic areas based on the examination structure based on the examination structure now so how is the examination structure of the syllabus of the subject now the examiner has stated that the examination is going to be focusing on uh, four thematic areas. It means that we'll be looking at questions from strategic issues, that is 40%. We'll be looking at business plans, that is 20%. We'll be considering financial objectives and strategies, that is 20%. And the last thing is corporate governance, that is also 20%. So these are the four thematic areas that the exam is going to be based on. But how is the examination going to be? Assessment approach. Hey, the syllabus structure, the examiner is going to set two case study questions. It means you're going to see two case study questions in the exam hall that you are going to be approaching for three hours. But this is the amazing aspect of the examination. If the syllabus requires that the examiner is going to give you advanced information or background information about the two case studies ahead of the exams. What does that mean? It means that possibly a month to the exams or three weeks to the exam something like that the case study to be used or that you're going to be seeing in the exam or the examiner is going to give that case study to all prospective candidates for that subject for that examination sitting now what the case you're going to do is that once the case study is sent to students students are supposed to go through the case study do some research that they have to do write down everything that they need to know about the industry about the case so it's a background information about the case now but the questions that will be asked 
that one you don't know when you get to the exam hall you will see the questions that will be asked in the exam hall so the, the background information or the advanced information that will be given to you you're going to do thesis about it you're going to do research where I got about it and that is why I'm going to be here with you on the journey so when the case is released we're going to be going through it and I'm going to be guiding you how we can understand the case study how what are the possible questions that the examiner can ask based on the case study what are some of the issues in the industry in the case study one thing you need to understand is that for each examination setting the examiner is going to be focusing on it is going to be two case studies so the examiner is going to be focusing on two key uh, industries so it could be the banking industry it could be the telecommunication industry it could be the insurance industry it could be the uh, um, agriculture industry it could be uh, the technology industry it could be a social media company so it could be whatever industry it means that to be able to increase the chances of passing the examination you must have a fair idea about all of these industries and how they use strategic management issues how they structure their business plans how they can set financial objectives and strategies and most importantly how corporate governance principles policies and strategies are used in all of these industries or across all these industries now as I mentioned because the advanced information will be given to us it means that when the advanced information is given we have an idea of the industries that are going to that we are looking at for that examination setting and also we will be able to do background search now there is also an indication in the syllabus that candidates may be allowed to go into the exam or the information that they have gathered from their uh, from their research what does that mean it means for instance if the examiner gives us the case study and we do a research on the case study understand the industry understand the current issues various things like it's like a thesis so everything we're going to be writing down whatever research work that you did based on the case study based on the advanced information provided you may be allowed to send that to the examiner so that when the examiner asks any question you just reproduce that to the question paper literally because that is how the exam is going to be so when we talk about the examination assessment that is how it's going to be for the uh, strategic case study so the advanced information or the background information will be given to you ahead of time we're going to go through that you do your research where necessary you do your thesis you ask questions we look at the possible and uh, uh, questions that may be raised up in relation to four thematic areas strategic management issues business plans financial objectives and then corporate governance so these are the four thematic areas that underlie the subject strategic case study and throughout this course these are the four things that we are going to be focusing on because these are the things that uh, will help us to be able to run a business successfully and also to be able to pass our examination the first objective is to pass our examination and after that we will think about how we can run uh, a business successfully let me say here that many of the things that we're going to be doing here in strategic case study for those of you who did corporate strategy ethics and governance i mentioned that you're not supposed to throw your thoughts away because many of the things that you did in corporate strategy ethics and governance are going to be here like a strategic management issue that is 40 percent it's everything in corporate strategy plus some other things plus some few things business plans quite new uh, uh it's not something that was really dealt with in detail in strategic case study financial objective and strategies it was something that we touched on in financial perspective 
So uh, in corporate strategy, ethics, and governance, so you don't have to throw your thoughts away. And then corporate governance, 20%. What it means is that if you are strong or you understood or you went through corporate strategy, ethics, and governance, most of the things here are going to be like a revision for you. That means that you are in a great position to write the exams and pass the exam. Now, if you didn't do corporate strategy, ethics, and governance, that is not a problem. We're going to be going through everything, and you're going to position yourself to be able to study, go through the course, understand everything, and increase the chances of passing the examination in relation to that. So that is how the strategic case study examination is going to be. And based on the structure of the examination and how the examination is going to be, that is how I have outlined these, uh, the course as well. So having spoken about the course outline, the examination structure, focusing on these four thematic areas, and then the assessment approach, the next thing we want to consider is to go deeper so let's look at the key details of each of these. So when we talk about strategic management issues, what are some of the things we're going to be discussing? When we talk about business plans, what are some of the things we're going to be talking about now? I don't want you to take your mind to um, business plan like a company or you're starting a business and you're supposed to prepare a business plan, doing executive summary, blah, blah, blah. That's not where we're going, really. That's not where we're going. We'll be looking at this in data, in, in, in details later. Then... When we say financial objectives and strategies, what are some of the things that we're going to be covering there? And most importantly, corporate governance is a very key subject, a very key topic that is under discussion across the world about companies. Shareholders, investors are investing in companies that have good corporate governance structures in place to ensure that shareholders' funds are protected, interests of uh, other stakeholders are protected, like the employees of the company, the customers of the company, the finance providers of the company, the share with, uh, the uh, uh, maybe the customers of the company, right? So we'll be getting through or we'll be getting into those things later on as well, right? So these are the broad thematic areas. What it means is that to pass the strategic case study examination, this is how the exam is going to be. Now, almost always, we trust the examiner to set the questions based on the syllabus weighing, all right? So, meaning that study case study is going to cover 40% of the exam you're going to write. Business plans, 20%. Financial objectives and strategies, 20%. And then governance, also 20%. So, how do we get it and what are some of the things we're going to be discussing about? Now, when we talk about strategic management issues, this is where we're going to be starting with what is strategic management. So we're going to look at strategic objectives. We're going to look at organizational performance appraisal. That is using the balance scorecard and triple bottom, bottom line. You did that in other courses in management accounting. Uh, uh, you did that also in performance measurement. That is in management accounting. You did it in corporate strategy. So how do we use the balance scorecard to appraise the performance of an organization? We're going to be doing that. Then, evaluation and analysis of environmental factors. So, this is where we're going to be looking at issues in relation to the PESTO framework, okay? The PESTO framework. So, for those of you who started from level one, you did business management and information system. You look at the PESTO framework. For those of you who did corporate strategy, ethics, and governance, you look at the PESTO framework. We're going to be looking at that here. Political factors, economic factors, right? Social factors. We're going to look at technological factors, environmental factors, and we're going to be looking at 
um, um, legal factors. So how does these factors affect or how do these factors affect the organization and its policies? So that is external environment. We're going to be looking at issues in relation to internal the environment. We're going to be looking at the SWOT analysis. We're going to look at the uh, Porter's Five Forces. That is competitive analysis. We're going to be looking at the international analysis like um, Porter's Diamond. So all of these modules, all of these frameworks, we're going to look at the Porter's Generic Strategic Clock. All of these modules are laid out here in strategic issue it's a very broad area it's a very broad area that is why it's 40 marks all right it's a very broad area entails a lot of things that we need to cover in addition to these we're going to be also looking at organizational structure because it's very important organizational structure is a key thing so we're going to be looking at the various organizational structure configuration in organizational structure we're going to be looking at the factors to be taken into consideration in designing organizational structure and selecting organizational structure we're going to be discussing issues in relation to um, the various factors that we have to consider even when we are implementing the organizational structure then other issues about organizational structure and also a company how it is designed and what what happens when the company's organizational structure changes so we're going to be looking at centralization decentralization all of these are things are uh, in uh, uh, will be covered here then strategy evaluation so when we design a strategy we need to and implement the strategy or we design a strategy we want to implement the strategy we need to evaluate the strategy to see if it meets certain thematic criteria so we're going to be going through that whether it meets the expectation of stakeholders whether uh, uh, stake all stakeholders are going to be accepting it whether it will benefit all our stakeholders so we don't just design a strategy that will optimize the profit of the shareholders at the expense of the customers that will optimize the profit of the shareholders at the expense of the employees that will optimize the uh, uh, satisfaction of our customers at the expense of the entire community or the community at large we, we want we have to design a strategy that doesn't satisfy the shareholders but it's unlawful that affects the legal regulatory frameworks laid down by the government in the country that we are operating in so all of these things are going to be taken into consideration when we are discussing the issue in relation to strategy evaluation then the last thing we're going to be looking at is or another thing we're going to be looking at is modules for um, various strategies now we're going to be looking at uh, the value chain analysis we're going to be looking at the value chain network we're going to be looking at the mckenzie framework we're going to be looking at a lot of things here then we'll be touching on corporate social responsibility it's a very key topic for discussion and for businesses across the country to be environmentally um, responsible right to be environmentally responsible making sure that the resources obtained from the environment to produce goods and services we are not harming the environment we are preserving the environment we are reducing global warming we are not emitting a lot of gases toxic gases into the atmosphere we are promoting uh, ecological or global sustainability so we're going to be looking at the issues of our corporate social responsibility and how it plays a key role in the success of an organization and enabling an organization to gain competitive advantage in its industry so we're going to be discussing that as well in relation to 
strategic management issue. So as you see, and another issue, so it's a very broad thing that we'll be discussing under strategic management issue. So we're going to be talking, we're going to be looking at modules, we're going to be looking at strategies, we're going to be looking at techniques, we're going to be looking at various modules that we'll be discussing, various frameworks that are used by businesses in, 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 in gaining competitive advantage in the industry. Uh, uh, primarily, at the end of the day, strategic management issues will have to do with the various strategies. The objective here is to enable the company to gain competitive advantage. Competitive advantage in their industry. So these are some of the things that we'll be discussing when it comes to strategic management issue. 40%. 40%. It means all of these things with others that we'll be discussing later on covers 40% of the exams that you're going to write. 40%. Right? Let's go. And the next one has to do with business plans. Business plans. Now, remember I told you the business plan we're talking about here is not the business plan that companies will prepare, executive summary, those things. All right? For, for to pitch in an investor that's not the business plan we're talking about here it goes beyond far beyond that so a couple of the things that we're going to be looking at here is to analyze the arrangement and prepare business plan in strategy implementation so if we design a strategy and we are implementing the strategy we need to prepare a business plan on how the strategy should be implemented right we're going to be looking at that then monitoring of implemented strategies. So if we implement strategies, how do we monitor those strategies? So we're going to be looking at the various monitoring strategies, various monitoring procedures to make sure that strategies designed at, the, at this level, when implemented, they are meeting their objective or they are uh, assisting the company to achieve the intended objective. So if we design a strategy, uh, a marketing strategy, and we implement the marketing strategy. How do we monitor that marketing strategy to make sure that the marketing strategy implemented is achieving the objective, it's meeting our objective, it's meeting our goal as a company? That is what we're going to be discussing there. And then the next thing has to do with business risks, identification, and assessment, and management. So we're going to be talking about issues about business risks. Now, there are a lot of risks that businesses are exposed to. We have financial risks, we have compliance risks, we have operational risks. We can further divide that into various forms of risks uh, as you did or as you would be doing in advance audit and assurance, talking about uh, other forms of risks that businesses are exposed to. So generally, we talk about finance risks, compliance risks, operational risks, and this will be broken down. So we'll be looking at how we can assess our risks, okay, how we can identify our risks, number one, how we can assess our risks and how we can mitigate or avoid the risks, okay, mitigate or uh, reduce the effect of the risk. So we're going to be looking at business risks also under business plans. Then most importantly, we'll look at information technology in strategy development and uh, in strategy development. So information technology, what is the role of information? So we will look at cyber security. We will discuss the issue about big data. We will look at the role of technology in the implementation of uh, our strategy. So for instance, right now, if you, you are a company or a company is running and they are not on social media, they don't have a website, uh, they are not promoting some things on YouTube, then you you soon be running out of business because technology is playing a key role now you can reach 
as much customers as possible using uh, various algorithms uh, that uh, social media networks provide. So, for instance, as a company, if we are bringing on a marketing policy or a marketing strategy to help us reach a lot of customers, we can place an advertisement on Facebook. Now, Facebook is going to has a lot of algorithms, so we're going to be using interest. We're going to be using. Uh, um, age group we're going to be using location and other factors to be able to what reach those customers then we're going to find out how we can retarget those customers and sell to them then also as a company as we expand and grow we are going to be accumulating customers data we are going to be collecting customers data when we collect those data how do we use that, that data then cyber security is also on the verge our websites are likely to be hacked our um, computer software or systems are likely to be hacked so how do we safeguard ourselves from hackers and people so all of these things are included in business plan so you see that when we talk about business plan here it, it goes beyond what you traditionally know as a business plan so we're going to be looking at the effects of information technology in, in business plan so that is the second aspect but all of these will cover only 20% of the syllabus all right 20% of the syllabus so strategic management issues 40% business plans 20% then the third thing that we look at is financial objectives and strategies financial objectives and strategies now if you are if you did financial management in level 2 or you did advanced financial management under the old syllabus this area is going to be very easy for you why did I say that because it's going to be easy financial objectives and strategies simply has to do with looking at the four financial management decisions that a financial management manager or the chief uh, finance officer that is a CFO help businesses to do now there are four major decisions that businesses make in generally generally four major decisions so we're going to be looking at um, um, uh, financing uh, financing decision so first we're going to be looking at investment decisions so what kind of projects do we undertake what kind of businesses do we acquire where do we invest our money like Amazon the way they are expanding like Tesla the way they are expanding like SpaceX the way they are expanding like uh, um, companies what kind of investment do we undertake so this is where we're going to be looking at investment appraisal it is in this thing we'll be studying it later on then also working capital management is a key issue how much investment must we put into our working capital the day-to-day -day running of the organization what are the various approaches to working capital how do we ensure that we don't keep much inventory uh, as a manufacturing company or as a retail company how do we ensure that we don't have high uh, trade receivables there uh, that it will affect our cash flows how do we make sure that we don't have much um, short-term borrowing in relation to bank overdraft facility how do we ensure that our credit facilities don't increase much because even though credit credit are a source of finance increasing how much credit you have can also have an effect on the business so investment decisions we're going to be looking at investment appraisal and we're going to be looking at working capital management very important investment appraisal and working capital management then we'll come to financing decision okay so investing decision has to do with all right what projects do we undertake how much money are we going to invest do we have to acquire a business do we have to start a business from scratch what kind of investments do we make that is the first level but the second level is where do we get the money from and what is the cost of the money that is financing decision so under financing decision we'll be looking at business finance 
business finance. Now, so business finance is divided into into ways we're looking at sources of finance and then cost of capital that is also in this topic or uh, in this subject strategic case study so sources of finance there are long-term sources of finance there are short-term sources of finance when it comes to the long-term sources of finance we can go to the shareholders like pecking order theory we can go to debt first then sorry retain earning first then we go to debt then we go to equity finance so that is the first level what are the sources of finance we have and then the second level is what is the cost of the finance what is the cost of the finance this has to do with how much returns we must pay to the providers of finance because no money is free all right as far as we're using the money for a business project for a business purpose it is not free so what is the cost of that money so that is the second decision that we're going to be making at this level so if you see it carefully we look at three topics in financial management now investment appraisal working capital management and business finance so investment decisions what projects do we undertake where do we put our money how much money do we even put inside is it a worthy uh, project do we that we have to undertake financing decision where do we get the money from to finance that those project to finance those acquisition to finance those expansion to finance those uh, 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 undertaking then the third thing has to do with dividend decisions now so dividend decisions are closely related to financing decision because how much dividend we pay uh, will affect how much profit we retained that will also affect how much uh, money we go and what borrow or how much outside finance that we go to borrow so uh, dividend decision is going to play a key role and there are various factors that we're going to be taking into consideration in designing a dividend policy for a company like for instance, when the uh, Bank of Ghana, the Central Bank of Ghana, came to uh, increase the minimum capital requirements for the bank, for the banks or the financial institution in the banking industry, uh, it raised from I think 120 Ghana, 120 million Ghana cities to 400 million Ghana cities. Now a lot of companies were not able to meet that, so we saw some takeover and uh, some amalgamation of, of, of banks but most importantly in that year or during that period of that uh, recapitalization uh, by by financial institutions a lot of the banks did not pay dividend to their shareholders why because shareholders understood that if you take this dividend we cannot meet minimum capital requirements so they decided that we are not taking dividend we take the retained earnings and turn it into stated capital then many of the financial institutions that have been in operation for a long period of time having a huge amount of reserves in terms of uh, retained earnings, in terms of uh, share premium, in terms of general reserves converted most of these reserves with approval from the central bank into stated capital. So how much dividend we pay has an effect on our financing decision later on and most of the banks, I think one of the banks is a GN bank had it licenses redrawn uh, to a savings and loans company because it also couldn't meet the minimum capital requirement. In that case, then one of the things that uh, um, is it the general the general manager or the CEO or the board chairman Papa Kwesi Indum mentioned was that they could have had funding, but the new funders or the new shareholders coming on board or the new finance providers coming on board were bringing uh, um, 
a business module strategy of running a business that will go against what they want to uh, do or what how they want to run their businesses here how they want to run the bank here in Ghana so they didn't accept that so they had to drop on the ladder in the financing industry but dividend decisions are something that we're going to be considering uh, also here and then the last thing is risk management decision risk management decision so if you look at it this is where we're going to be looking at a forex exchange risk management we're going to be looking at interest rate risk management you see globalization and the world turning into a global village has made businesses to be able to transact with international companies that we buy goods outside the country we sell goods to the country so how do we safeguard ourselves with the Ghana city uh, misbehaving like that increasing all the time how do we safeguard ourselves so that we don't pay more then for instance if we have an investment decision to make and we want to go and borrow money and interest rates are not stable interest rates keep increasing keep increasing how do we hedge ourselves against the money we want to borrow maybe in two years time or maybe in a year's time or maybe in six months time so we're going to be looking at risk management in relation to interest rates risk management and then currency risk management so if you check the issue about financial objective and strategies would be in relation to financial management purely totally in financial management that is why it's now central that students will not be exempted from financial management even if you have uh, a degree right because now there is no advanced financial management so if you are exempted from that paper it means you are likely to struggle here but even if you have done that or you haven't done that it is still not going to be a problem we're going to be going through all that and you're going to have an understanding on how you can work around in relation to uh, that so that is going to be 20 percent of the syllabus so strategic management issue 40 percent business plans 20 percent and then financial objectives and strategies also 20 percent i love this area a lot because everything there has to do with financial management and how companies can implement those strategies then the last thing is corporate governance corporate governance this is a huge aspect of the syllabus above all things is going to be a key area that examiner is going to require students to really exhibit and show their knowledge and understanding because many of the issues that resulted into the collapse the takeover the amalgamation of the banking of the financial institution has to do with governance okay many of the companies were not having good governance systems in place there were no that level of independence of the board there was not that level of uh, shared responsibility between the board chairman and then the ceo the, the, the governance of the companies were not really on, on, on top notched as they were supposed to be so it's a key area on the heart of the examiner that you have to be able to understand very well among other things we're going to be looking at the various theories of corporate governance we're going to be looking at the corporate governance last landscape in ghana like how corporate governance has developed over the years how it is uh being implemented in ghana the role of the institute of chartered accountant the central bank and other uh, sub-regulatory bodies in the country and in ensuring that corporate good corporate governance is practiced by companies uh, uh, in the country then we're going to be looking at the organization of economic cooperation and development principle of good corporate governance so we're going to be looking at the oid principle of governance we'll be discussing that then processes of improving guidance and good corporate governance so 
if a company has good corporate governance in place, what are the processes involved in even improving it and making it better? Because there is nothing like quality. There is nothing like the best. You can always improve upon what you think you are doing. Then, the last thing we'll be discussing there, the role of accountants, internal auditors, and non-executive directors in corporate governance. This is very important. So we're going to be looking at the role of accountants. So as accountants, what role do we play? As internal auditors, what role do we play? As non-executive directors, what role do we play in corporate governance? This is going to be 20% of the syllables, 20% of, uh, of the examination. Let me be specific, 20% of the examination that you're going to be writing. So these are what you need to understand about corporate governance. Now, in addition to discussing the issue about corporate governance and talking about the role of accountants, we're going to be going over to talk about the various um, um, ethical principles of accountants, all right? Um, the issue about confidentiality, objectivity, professional competence and due care, professional behavior, independence, then the threats to independence, self-interest threats, self-review threats. We're going to be discussing all of those uh, things as well here, all right? That's the role of the accountants, all right? Then we're going to be discussing the issue about the various board structure that we have, the two-tier board structure, and, and, and the various board structure that we have. Then the reason why a single individual for good corporate governance purposes shouldn't handle the role of both the chief executive officer and the board chairman, why it is not supposed to be done. Then, whilst we are addressing these things, focusing on Ghana, we are going to be considering some governance uh, the way governance is, is done uh, in, in, a, in the USA, America, and also in some part of Europe. We're going to be looking at all of those things and then compare them and contrast them to see how we can improve governance here in this part of the world. Because governance really became a serious issue way back um, in the 90s in the US and then in the UK as a result of the collapse of a lot of uh, financial institutions, sorry, a lot of companies which were highly valued on the stock exchange market, but the auditors of, the, of those companies collided with them to uh, prepare fictitious financial statements and presented things that are not supposed to be done. But here in Ghana, governance has also been there uh, in the past, but really became a key issue after the recapitalization of the financial institutions. Uh, uh, um, and now it's an issue that uh, it's being talked about a lot in relation to how successful companies must be run in this country. So that is what you got to understand about our journey on strategic case study very very much right it looks like we're going to be going through a lot of things in the in the syllabus but don't be overwhelmed you can see the cost structure it looks a bit bulky but you're going to make the time available and i'm going to make uh, things very simple straightforward sweet and easy to understand and you're going to dedicate the time to go through it because this question is going to require a lot of brain. It's going to require a lot of brain. So because you have a case study, it's going to be a quite voluminous case study, right? Quite voluminous. So you're going to be reading through the case study and you're going to be processing a lot of things at the same time. But I'm also going to be guiding you on the strategies, the techniques to adopt in increasing your chances of passing the examination. So that is what we are going to be looking at, the four thematic areas 
or broad areas of the strategic case study syllabus. Then the key question that we ask is, how am I going to be teaching the subject? How am I going to be teaching the subject? Now, for the purpose of how I'm going to be teaching the subject, the first thing we're going to be discussing are the strategic uh, management issues. So we're going to be, or is the strategic management issue? So we're going to be discussing all the issues in relation to strategic management. Then from there, I will come to the second segment and talk about the financial objectives and strategies. Then I'll go to the third one and talk about corporate governance, and then we will conclude on business plan so that is how i have designed the course i've designed the syllabus because after we talk about strategies we need money to implement those strategies once we are implementing those strategies we must abide by corporate strategies uh, corporate governance principles and then we will conclude on the business plan so this is how i have structured the course and how i'm going to be teaching the course here um, from our studio from premium education hub so we've spoken about the course outline we've discussed the examination structure remember it's going to be a case study and based on two case studies based on these four thematic areas and then the assessment approach we've been given advanced information or background information of the case and we're going to do research and the examiner may allow that may allow us to send our uh, gathered information into the exam hall the last thing is how to pass the exam. So looking at how overwhelming the subject is, the, the things that it contains, the, the things that are in the syllabus, how do we position ourselves to pass this exam? Now, to position ourselves in passing this exam, you could realize that um, partly this uh, uh, there is going to be reading subject throughout right we're going to be reading a lot of things it's only at the financial uh, objective segment that we're going to be looking at a couple of calculations there and as you can see that's just about 20 percent okay and even that one is not going to be calculation throughout so how you pass this exam is to make the time to go through everything that's the first thing that's the first thing. You gotta make the time to go through everything. Now, for those of you who did corporate strategy, ethics, and governance, you have some knowledge already in these three areas. For those of you who did financial management or you wrote advanced financial management, you have some knowledge of these already. It means, but that doesn't mean that you're just gonna be using the assumption, but you're gonna make the time to go through it that is why the online study portal is open and that is why you can watch the lectures as much as you can but you got to make the time for it i don't want you to slack behind i don't want you to sit down there and and be working chasing money going to the family going to meetings going to uh events attending events gathering uh, some at some places and then you wait till two weeks to the exams, three weeks to the exams, and you start learning. Please, if you do that, you are going to fail. I have to be real to you. If you do that, you are going to fail in the exam hall because this requires a lot of work. You must know. If you don't know, you don't know. You cannot write ideas in the exam hall really to earn any substantive mark to help you to pass. Now, even though still the pass mark is 50%, there is that we, we you are required to do a lot of work here because imagine reading a whole case study and answering two or three questions on the case study it means you're going to be doing a lot 
it means you're going to be doing a lot. So the first thing I want to entreat you to do is to make the time available to go through the course. Then the second thing I want you to do is to prepare specific or strategic notes. Find out what strategy works for you. Maybe diagrammatically it works for you. Maybe Nemox works for you. Maybe uh, memorizing works for you. Find out what is your best strategy. Now there are audio versions of all of these lectures that we are that is also available and you can get the audio versions of these lectures so that you can listen to them whilst in the bath uh, whilst in the bus listen to them whilst you are in the house cooking whilst you're bathing the audio can be playing whilst you are uh, um, jogging you can be listening to it now it, it is audio right it is theory so you got to be listening to it and find out which one works best for you okay so in addition to making time available you got to find out how you have to uh, learn because you see it is not about how many hours you put into it it's about how productive those hours are going to be so if you sit down two hours studying but it is not productive then you're wasting time so you got to find out what works for you first then you're going to be preparing strategic notes so when it comes to strategic case study when it comes to strategic management issues and we are talking about issues such as Potter's five forces find out how you can make uh, summarized notes to make sure you understand find out what are the key points here that i need to understand so anytime you are learning ask yourself what are the key areas that is why the i hope you did not skip the first video on mental and productivity mental and productivity enhancement make sure you watch that video i shared a full technique on how you can study and remember everything that you study so make sure you watch that video in case you skipped it because this is a, a strategy that was taught by Jim Quick, uh, the world leading uh, brain uh, expert, somebody who teaches people how to learn fast and how to uh, remember everything that they learn fast. So find out, go through that strategy, the fast strategy or the technique to make sure you understand everything. Then, so aside making time for the, for the uh, classes, preparing very specific notes, I want you to make sure again I'm gonna repeat this thing I repeated it in the first one but I'm gonna I'm gonna make it again here do not skip the left le the lessons don't skip the lessons don't say okay this thing is right teaching is like I know it already then you skip it no as a starting point make sure you go through everything because you may have an idea of it already but you may have forgotten because sometimes when someone is talking about something you think oh I know that but when we say talk about it you're gonna have problems with it so make sure that you are gonna be making time don't skip any of the lessons don't skip any of the videos and most importantly our one-on-one -on -one session is very critical our one-on-one -on -one session is going to be critical so remember you're gonna have a one-on-one -on -one session with me on the subject strategy case study I'm the one taking it here at a premium education hub so you're gonna be having a one-on-one -on -one session with me via Skype make sure you make time for the one-on-one -on -one session where we'll be discussing when you have any questions as you watch a video you have any questions you're going to be asking me those questions there and any further discussions we're going to be doing that there now to make sure you pass the exams when the case studies are out i'm going to be going through the case study with you i'm going to discussing the case study with you i'm going to 
explain to you the various things that you need to understand about a case study. That is where my examination analysis document is going to come to play on strategic case study, where we're going to thematically set the questions that the examiner is likely to ask based on the case, based on the current happening, and based on the things that are happening uh, around the world. So these are what you need to understand when it comes to strategy case study. The last thing I will say is that stay up to date with the current issues happening across all industries. Stay up to date. So instead of being on social media and reading a couple of things, go to Google and read something on the various industries. Because to pass this exam, you need a lot of uh, current issues that are happening. So banking industry, what are the things happening inside? Te telecommunication industry, what are the things happening? 5G is on the move and uh, Huawei is leading the thing and America, the US has boycotted, has banned them. Um, the UK is not setting on their decision yet as of the time we are shooting this video. Russia has already signed a deal with China already and they are, develop, they are going to be developing their 5G. And uh, Huawei has signed a deal with the African Union. It means that they are going to bring the 5G here in Africa and Huawei is going to be the one leading it. So that is what is happening in the tech industry. When it comes to the banking industry, what is happening in the banking industry, when it comes to the IT industry, what is happening, when it comes to the, um, what other industry do we have, the agriculture industry, the food processing industry, the beverage industry, right, a lot of beverages, alcoholic beverages, Pringing up like that in this country, what is happening in this in, in the industry? What are regulatory bodies doing against those things? The, uh, the Ghana Standard Authority, the Food and Drug Authority, the um, um, Bank of Ghana, the uh, FBI, all of those, the Ghana Intelligence Units, all of those uh, institutions involved in ensuring things are done well. What are they doing? What is the role of information technology? in all of these industries so you're going to stay up to date with the current information we'll be publishing regularly some news that will be coming up on our study portal to help you to stay up to date but you got to go out there and read a lot and stay up to date on current issues so these are what you need to understand about strategic case study so this is a course overview course assessment general advice general recommendation that we have there so in the next video you're going to begin the lesson i'm going to start with strategic uh issue management issues and our first topic is going to be evaluate strategic objectives for a specific scenario so we're going to be looking at understanding strategy what strategy means the various roles strategy plays in an organization and i will see you in the lesson as we begin our journey on strategy.